You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Anna. I'm here with another one of your hosts, Paul, and we decided that uh, today we would just talk amongst ourselves a little bit about something that is near and dear to both of us because it's been a a part of our lives, I think, for like forever, and that is uh, puzzles and adventure games. Yeah. I mean, kind of believe it or not, we've never really just talked about like... You know, puzzles and adventure games. Okay, okay. One might argue that we've talked about puzzles and adventure games, say, (laughs) every episode we've ever done. (laughs) To which I would say that's fair. Uh, Tough but fair. (laughs) But no, we've never actually sat down and just focused on the different types of puzzles. Right. So so we've come up with, like, a loose setup of categories. We're going to talk about some puzzles. It's it's my hope that maybe we can place some of those puzzles within the framework of categories that we've set up. And, you know, maybe somebody out there could tell us about puzzles that they're interested in later on. I know that, you know, a lot of the time I get a bit of a blank when I'm doing a puzzle in an adventure game. And as a kid, my dad would always say to me, you need to walk away from the game and maybe even go have a little sleep and don't think about it. And then when you go back to it fresh, you'll you'll be able to think new about it and maybe see something you didn't see before. And I think that really helped me get through things when I was younger. Absolutely, absolutely, and and Troel's the Space Quest historian. I don't think I'm saying his name right. Like I'm, you know, that's like, <laughs> like I should just he say just, trolls as he said before, and then like you try and say it writer than that because you know like native <laughs> tongue writer, and then you just fuck it up even worse. Just fantastic, good stuff. So sorry about that, but anyway, he he does does a great you know great job of explaining it um, retrospectively. Mm-hmm. Um. Explaining like like the time in in a sense where he's really trying to get some relieve some slack off of the the crazy difficult puzzles that that might be found in in you know AGI Sierra games or or even Zach McCracken um, you know early Lucas games stuff like that and and he's just like you know he he I'll I'll link the video in in our description you know damn it me for saying that because <laughs> I know the future work. Paul is like ah oh, you bastard I don't know which video that was. <laughs> Now I gotta dig bloody through it, and all right. So anyway, the, the the point of his video is 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 you know similar to what you're saying, where it's like you know he lays it out as as going to sleep and thinking on as you said, or driving to work and home, and and you know basically how to justify these insane puzzles from back in the day <laughs> when it's like this is the only video game you had for for eight months before the next one came out. So like yeah, that's. <laughs> That's what you did. You figured it out. <laughs> well, people, uh, people may go down on, on you know that these games were too hard or set up to be unwinnable or set up just specifically to sell hint books. And many of those might have been true. But as a kid, I didn't know any of that stuff, and I didn't know they were supposed to be unwinnable. And like you said, I didn't have anything else to do. So like I figured it out. Not right, and not at full points. And you know, I would probably miss a whole bunch of stuff, but. I would figure it out and I would get through it and I would always feel like I'd accomplish something at the end for sure. Yeah. It was the rushing home from school to try the idea you thought mm-hmm. of, you know, yes. when you should have been paying attention to class or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and trolls again, just romanticizes it so well that <clears throat> all I would do is, is accidentally rip him, not you know, subconsciously rip him off 
and I don't <laughs> want to do that. So, so I'm going to link this video for anything, but I want to go down that rabbit hole. Cause it's, it's just, it's just awesome. Cause it is, it is mm-hmm. more, uh, observational, I think than opinional. That's, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a word, but you know, it can be, cause this is a bloody, you know, make believe show. To give the listeners a little bit of an idea of where we got the idea to do this episode was was just from doing research for for the game that that, that we're developing and that we're working on the Phantom Fellows was was myself going down this really late night rabbit hole using like the the Wayback Machine <laughs> going to like uh, mm-hmm. you go into Sierra Gamers and and um, Adventure Gamers and Scum VM I guess kind of specifically with a few little mm-hmm. you know few little detours. Um, and just, you know, all kinds of archived forums and, and things like that. I mean, the way back wasn't necessary for, for all the places I went, possibly not even the three I mentioned with a few exceptions <laughs> with Sierra, but it doesn't matter. That's super nerdy. It doesn't matter. I, well, okay. That's on brand for the podcast, but it's, it still, you know, does not matter. Um, what does matter is that my, my point in doing so was, was, you know, just trying to obviously come up with the best possible puzzles I can. And I think to do that uh, largely involves, and it always has from the beginning, but just to try and refine that even more revolves around what people are liking nowadays as far as, mm-hmm. you know, in adventure games and things like that from, from the more modern ones that have come out, et cetera. And, um, and, and even so, too, like what they love from, from the classics, which is what we're going to mostly, uh, if not totally focus on today. <laughs> um, okay, you know, I guess, and I that actually brings up, that's yeah. a funny point. And a lot of people don't love adventure game puzzles from the past. <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> not a lot of the ones we're talking about anyway. I mean, a lot of people so did, fair. but like, if you're talking like over, not, not our audience, of course, you all love, love them, well, right? But outside of that, well, uh, <laughs> even ours, I bet it's probably, probably surprising because yeah. there's some mm-hmm. games that make you wish you could just, you could just go along with the, st- the story. You know, there, there really mm-hmm. are as much as I, I'm not necessarily a fan of like running errands and games either. Hence the difficulty mm-hmm. and fine balance and da da da. But you're fine. You're right because that's funny. If, if I was to hear that my own sentence back, that way I would only got to agree with it. If it was just like out of context, like you know, the adventure game puzzles we love from the past, to be like, well, which ones? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the yeah, ones that we had few, to sleep about. The ones that like stopped us from like completing a game that we were into, or like I'd, I, I'm pro- therapy badge of honor but nobody cares about it the badge of honor for for those puzzles back in the day doesn't even exist uh digitally no. shame in, in no way shape or form like what am i going to run to school like some people had friends that were interested and that's fine but i wasn't running to school and saying oh my god i actually now have half the points needed for like completion of uh King's Quest Four. Can you believe <laughs> yeah. that I found like the bow and arrow, and I knew what to do with it? And the first time I didn't know what to do with it, and I shot all my arrows randomly, and then I didn't have enough to finish the game. But it, then the next time I played it and went through it, I didn't wantonly use my arrows, and I was able to complete the game. Like, who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. You know what? Anna, we care. All right. All of us. I think, I think everybody listening agrees. <laughs> Lining up for hugs and whatnot. We care. Damn it. Uh, I'm proud of you. That's good. Because <laughs> King's Quest was mean about that. <laughs> limited use. <laughs> Thanks. But limited use items. Like, don't cross the bridge too many times, but you won't find out till later. You know, I, I often that didn't affect me as much because I just crossed the bridge a whole bunch of times because, like, once bitten, twice scorned. I don't know. Or 
twice been, I don't know how it goes, but as soon as I found out once that a bridge was a limited use item, I would save the game and cross the bridge a whole bunch of times and be like, is this one of those bridges? It's like staircases. I'd be suspicious of bridges and staircases, generally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, to an almost an almost traumatic level of, of, of scale, <laughs> considering how much it affects my daily life. It's true. As you see, I, I'm, actually, I'm actually sitting next to a 20-foot ladder in, in an effort to, to <laughs> exercise some exposure therapy. I, you know, before the episode, he spent like 20 minutes trying to fit it into his pocket in some sort of space quest haze. And yeah. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have, didn't have time to go get the Tupperware out with the Jenkos in it. It would have fit in them, <laughs> for sure. All right, buddies, anyway, we got, a, we got a list of generalized... Uh, oh no! Here comes my loud friend. I hope I told him we were doing this tonight. Uh, a list of uh, a list of generalized categories, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, right? So the, mm-hmm. that we're going to run through, and and I guess the the point of like the origin with the, with this whole thing a second ago with going down the, the this rabbit hole of of puzzles and why it, why it's relevant to the episodes because what I was really searching for was old poor um, <laughs> swing and a miss old forum posts. Ooh, that was oddly difficult. <clears throat> that that were people asking just the most common, you know, probably I'm new to a Facebook forum question, which is what is your favorite puzzle in an adventure game? Just just mm-hmm. nice and simple. No, no it, it's it's almost odd how little there was. I'm not saying there's a mm-hmm. little. I'm just saying for what I expected, like there, there wasn't there there wasn't as much as I was kind of thinking, because it's like I guess tend to get in people tend to get maybe more into nuance questions as opposed mm-hmm. to just like what favorite puzzle. Um, and that's what I was looking for. Like, I just wanted like the bare bones, like, you know, let's, let's break it down by the category. What do you guys like? <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. and whenever you look for the best, you know, we all can't help but kind of throw in a little jab. What's the worst. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'll probably, I'm sure I'll do that later. Cause it's, you know, jabs are fun. Yeah, that's what everybody always ends up focusing on. And and I do remember, like, as much as I made fun of it earlier, like, I'm sorry, Adventure Game Puzzles, I do love you. Because if it's not only is it rewarding to complete them and, and good for my brain, it is fun. And finding what's wrong to do is just as much fun as finding out what's right to do. So there's there's a lot going. It, it's really complicated. I mean, even from the developer side, thinking about you, Phantom Fellows, you know, just because you can think of a question and an answer doesn't mean that other people can think of it in the same way because they don't see what you see. And and so there's just, it's just so many complex dimensions to adventure game puzzles. Yeah, it is really difficult, you know, and this isn't... I, I, a new thought, I guess, for that anybody, for anybody listening to our show, but it's like that perfect, it's, it's really difficult to that perfect pocket of, of not immediately understandable or recognizable and, and also not um, frustrating and rage quitty. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, and, and then <clears throat> understanding that like, you know, the, the, it's not really about, I don't think intelligence or IQ or anything like that. It's just certain people think in different ways, whether you want to group that into like seven basic types like a love language, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is mm-hmm. what I'm basing that on. Cause I'm not a, you know, certified doctor or whatever. <laughs> um, but, but if you were to just kind of generalize like certain categories of people, like, you know, five out of the seven might totally see it that way, but like two of them aren't. And like, you're just not going to, but like there are puzzles 
um, that are in that pocket where just everybody just, you know, has at least the potential to figure it out themselves in the right amount of time, da, 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 da. And anyway, so we're going to go over that today. And the last thing I'll say as far as developmental purposes is that for the lesson learned, I can spare you guys all like a 20 minute thing and just say that the, the, what I'm taking from all of this is that, that including the, the, the video from trolls is what we once had the patience of, three months plus mm -hmm. four we now have the patience for about 20 to 30 minutes for mm -hmm. and like you can fight mm -hmm. that all you want but like it's just the way it is and mm -hmm. <clears throat> i think with that in mind it's it's almost like building things to scale or it's like all right so so you know you remember the this puzzle how can we get it to like a tenth of the goddamn length and difficulty of that um, because that's mm -hmm. the amount of patience that people have nowadays or, or just time people have nowadays. So yeah, mm -hmm. the end. Fantastic. Where do you want to start on our list of different types of puzzles? Well, I, I'm going to go in with a puzzle. I respect a puzzle with immediate consequences. Uh, something like, you know, if you, uh, Laura Bow too, if, if you're talking to the doorman and you give your, uh, your press pass to the doorman at the speakeasy, uh, she'll get mugged. It's game over. Or in like, quest for glory if you try to hit uh the guard he'll beat you up and it's game over like there's always like that reason and it happens immediately but at the same time like it doesn't give you warning so people could complain oh well that's not very yeah. cool because all of a sudden you're trying something and it, and it doesn't warn you but then a seasoned player would say well obviously before you try something random like beating up a guard you would save your game Man, that's such a loaded uh, first thing to jump in with, cheese Louise, because that that sends me in two directions. The latter is, a, I guess, a, a good segue into the next kind of puzzle, but I'll never remember that <laughs> from here. Um, so, but, but the first one is kind of, yeah, like right. This is where this is where like half of the the audience kind of gets off the train, and they're just like, oh, mm -hmm. no, that's not that's how I stop. I don't I don't do I don't do deaths. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why are like, the numbers so low rigid. on that episode? I don't know. It's yeah, it's just a rigid, you know, that's just the, the way it is. And I, I guess, I guess, I don't know. Um, it's also one of my favorites. So, so why don't we both just, just give a cons as concise as we can clear state our case and, and, hmm. and, and go, go to the next one. Cause you know, well, there's immediate consequences versus warning. I noticed, uh, I've noticed in newer games, it'll usually like say, okay, yeah, maybe that's not a good idea. And in a lot of the older games, it's like, oh, dead. So mm. like in the older games, you had to be on a five or 10 minute save cycle with some sort of monitoring system to understand that that's just going to happen all the time. Uh, so to me, it's funny. It just adds content especially if you're with a game for a long time. So that's not putting it in a modern context at all. But in the context of me, that was the time when I solved a lot of these adventure games uh, by myself. Compared right. to like, okay, now I'm, I'm solving adventure games by myself, but they're modern adventure games. Like I, I wasn't looking up hints of really for the, uh, the Blackwell games. Right, right, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So the first thing you said brings up an interesting point as well, as far as like uh, turning into quite a branching labyrinth here, because <laughs> um, <clears throat> you you said that the, the modern games tend to handle it with with warnings, 
mm-hmm. um, um, which which to to a degree is, is is something that that I'm using, while also you know just being crazy sparing to almost a novelty, just just for 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 the sake of it for 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 the Sierra fans that need it, let's say kind of thing. <laughs> but the, the warning is, 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 yeah, it's like a halfway road, but like, how do you feel about the warning? Cause it's got to bloody, I don't know. It, it, it there's a cost, right? There's, there's a price mm-hmm. for everything. And the warning, the warning takes, yeah, it takes a lot away from it. I don't know. What do you think? It it's kind of like Thimbleweed Park or a game that's giving you the option of easy. Like, is there a setting in a game for like you can play it as Lucas Arts or you could play it as Sierra? I guess you'd know going into a game what you're looking for pretty quickly. But, yeah, that's fair. That's fair, and I guess you know the. Uh, I guess you know we, it always everything we're going to talk about this whole episode is going to be like one of those. Just for any any future pedantics, is going to be one of those. It's all circumstantial, right? There's always exceptions. Blah 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 blah. So there's the thing, buddy. Tuned to whatever timestamp to, to to hear that. So, because because there are, but yeah, I mean, because mm-hmm. Gold Rush warns you in some ways, uh, right? If if uh, what is it? If you're taking the mule, you're going overland, and then you get attacked. You can't win, but like you're you're literally told in the game, don't this is gonna be what's gonna happen if you go this way. If you're taking the time to read all of the text and dialogue in a game like that, often it'll direct you. But at the same time, this game is like, do you realize you're on a timer and if you don't hurry up and buy your house and do your thing and go to the grave and do everything in the right order, in the right way, you're limiting yourself? No, but at the same time, okay, so you don't do as well and you can only go one route. The next time you play, you're like, okay, well, that's fine. I still got a route, but I'm going to want to try a different route next time because it's like, it's a long-term game and it's a long-term project. So going on that side of things, I can respect that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to the circumstantial thing, I guess, I guess with myself implementing it a little bit with the Phantom Fellows, it's like, the, it's, it does check that list where, where there's alternate routes, let's say. So it serves, I guess it's, you know, it's, it serves that purpose well. Um, and, and then there's, I don't know, I guess there's, there's those things where it's like, is it from, okay. From a developmental point of view, I would say that like, it's, it's, if I can't fault it because from where I'm coming from, I could either just not put in this other room with art that nobody's seen yet and just not do the thing, or we can do the thing and it comes with a warning and that, you know what I mean? So it's like, Mm -hmm. if there's only kind of one way to serve it up, do you want to take it or leave it? I guess is ultimately what I'm saying. Cause I can think of one or two things in, 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 in the game, in in this game, in the Phantom Fellows game, where where it's like I, I just I wouldn't have done it at all if I was under the impression that eighty percent of the people would be like revolted by the idea of 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 like what's the point of doing if there's just going to be like a warning? You know, it's like well, I mean, okay, then we could just not do it at all. But there's like a tiny animation and like a whole new art thing, and I just if I was playing a new game, like the more you know how it is, the more new rooms especially those cool little mm-hmm. bonus rooms. Like, uh, God, Sierra did that so well, like the factory and Larry mm-hmm. and, and, um, or sorry, but uh, the, the studio behind the scenes studio and Larry, et cetera. But yeah, anyway, I'm babbling, but well, you're, you're kind of trying to, you're trying from what I hear, you're trying to make a classic game idea viable to a modern game player. 
yeah, I guess that's fair, right? How to preserve how to preserve certain certain charming aspects, right, of of, mm. of the past without mm. getting trapped. And and as you alluded to earlier, Thimbleweed Park does a really good job of, of doing that, even even just on hard mode. Let's say, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that, that's definitely yeah. The consequences thing is really polarizing. It's just I I, I don't understand vehemently not liking it. I I totally understand. Mm my own perspective um (laughs) crazy which is just that sometimes i'm in the mood for it and sometimes i'm not but but to but to to not want it at all is just a bit odd because we've we've already said before in other episodes like it's it's weird because uh every other genre of video game is 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 forgiven uh, allowed to have deaths and and almost all the time relies on them and if not relies on deaths um, like like a shooter um, relies on consequence because that would cover racing and sports games as well where consequence is the thing that gets your heart race up right where it's like that's mm-hmm. kind of like the whole like that's what life is it's the price to pay thing and if you if you um, you know if you if you if you bet nothing on it or if, if you w- whatever then the payoff maybe isn't as great and that's how you know games without consequence do not always by any means. I look at Thimbleweed Park, for, as we just said, but sometimes can feel like running errands where it's like, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just doing chores. I'm just checking off a list. Cause like I have no, and obviously that can be completely remedied with, with good, great storytelling and mechanics and puzzles and things like that. Uh, I'm just saying it's, it's, it may be perhaps a little bit on the back foot for people who like consequence because you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. And then I guess that brings me to my ultimate point, which is I don't understand when I say people who like consequence, I know that's everybody. Because the, I mean, 99% of the population, because we all in some degree enjoy something that gets your heart rate up, <laughs> whether it's again, watching, you know, any sort of sports, um, uh, even playing chess, um, mm-hmm. you know, the competition, I guess you could say, right. The things like that, where there's consequence. So it's just, it's just weird that like adventure games is like this one thing in the world where when there's consequence in it, like a lot of its fans are like, no, 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 that's, are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? I'm dead. I have to start all, like, it's, and it's like, Jesus Christ, like in Mario, if you died, like you had to start way, way, way back at the beginning. Like it's, at least you have saved games. I know it takes six seconds to load them, but good God, man. So yeah, I don't understand it. And that's okay. Cause I don't have time to animate tons of deaths for the game anyway. No, that's why you just give them give them a little bit as a nod, but like not make it so that they die every single time. They don't put on a lubber when they go to have sex with the prostitute. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And disclaimer for the record: my game takes place during days, like April night. There's one death a day, and to do it, you have to do something that should kill you. And right now, you're getting warned for it. But I, I think all of them, because I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not like firmly taking a stance. I'm being real unattractive in the eyes of a female, probably. You know, I'm being a flip flopper. Yeah. I'm not not standing by what I believe in necessarily because I don't really know where to, what to do right now. But right now, there's, there's one a day, and we'll just see about the rest. Anyway, I think modern day warnings probably warranted. You've got other things and quick saves and stuff. I think that having a the ability to know you're about to die is like the ability to know you're about to get a hint. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Like you said, for the modern time, people just, I, I, including myself, it's not a people like I'm on a high horse thing. Like I, I, it's not you people; it's all us 
yeah, you us, know, exactly. Like all, all the, <laughs> yeah, played every Wad Jedi game except for Primordia, mm-hmm. which is no offense that I just didn't get to it before I started making this one. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I played all those games and, and yeah, I, I don't have time for like kind of dicking around because I, I have tons of games to play and they all look awesome. So it's like, I, I'm just really, mm-hmm. I'm trying to walk that line. Right. But anyway, let's, let's move on to the rest of our puzzles. We, we have, we have a cool little list here. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think next? Uh, oh, I've given a couple already. You go ahead and give an example. Okay. All right. All right. So, so for, for one of the, one of the more popular ones on, on the forums was, um, they, they love the randomized outcome or placement of a solution. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, an example of what I mean, cause it sounded like a lot of words. I don't, I don't know how to reword it on the fly. Um, but a good example would be like most of fate of Atlantis. <laughs> so like, like right. they, they, from the forums, from all the reading, like the players really seem to like just even the idea of of randomized outcomes. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where like where like the 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 placement for a solution to something is is random, or the the the, the cutscene itself is random, or whatever. Like they they seem to like the idea of it. Like a lot of them, I remember were mentioning Fate of Atlantis. Let's say uh, particular puzzles in it, um, and being like, I haven't replayed it, but I like knowing that, that if I ever do. That blah 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 blah, and it's like wow, mm-hmm. they, they like even just the idea of it. It's it's it, it's kind of like a yeah, it's a perk, or it's like well, they're not going to replay it. Well, it doesn't matter. Just just knowing that if they did, they could get something different um, goes a long way. Well, I guess it's any of our classic games, obviously, because you miss stuff, you could replay it. But Lucas Arts does it in a, a particularly linear fashion. It, it, as soon as things moved away from parser to point and click, I was just, you see, you've probably seen me do it if I'm doing like beta testing or something. As soon as I don't know what to do, I start clicking everything on everything to figure out the puzzle. What goes with what, where, what have I missed to talk with people? I have like a rote order of operations that only works in point and click games to figure out puzzles. And that's outside of like generic, here's a puzzle you need to like specifically figure out. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and it's it's great you say that too because transitioning into to easily the most popular type of puzzle from, from from again this rabbit hole let's let's just call it generously call it research for now because <laughs> I had stutter and pause every time we come up to it because I don't know what to say um, was was <laughs> that people's favorite was combining inventory and and it just makes <laughs> me wonder if like because I do the same thing as you like that's that's the go to. It, one, it could be like, you know, you teach people how to treat you. Maybe Sierra and LucasArts taught us to treat adventure games that way. Um, <laughs> I don't know, perhaps it's sad. Perhaps it's a mix of um, it being a lot of players' favorite thing to do, right? Because it's like in a panic, we could just as easily start re-talking to people or looking around the room we're in mm-hmm. again. But it seems to be like that's our first thing that we do. And from everything I was reading, the, the combining inventory, wh- what I basically did was put together um, – what we would call in Colorado is stoner's pie chart, uh, which is mm-hmm. just where you, you just have like your notes application and your phone open and, and you just lazily write stuff down to where your future self will loosely understand it. And, and so I kind of just put it into percentages again, very loosely. I am not a magician or, <laughs> and it was like 70, 70 ish percent. Uh, it kept coming back to one of the following three answers. All right, check this out. This is this is as data y as this episode gets, probably, unless you got something. <laughs> okay, seventy percent of the answers one of these three. Unabashedly, wow. Previous me, take it easy. 
unabashedly nominating inventory combo puzzles for their as their favorite. Okay, so so, so number one is they love them, and you know, just mm-hmm. that's, deal with it. Uh, number two is uh, they nominate they nominate inventory combos as their favorite, but list more complicated or refined examples as a preemptive defense. So there was mm-hmm. also this weird thing going on where people felt weird about saying that. And I was mm-hmm. just kind of picking up this vibe that they, they felt like they needed to dress up their examples so that somebody wouldn't be like, oh, you know, you're just clicking inventory on inventory and, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, smashing two things together. And so they would, they would kind of give and, – and I'm not saying that the, the more refined examples aren't the best examples of it because they are. And you should strive for more than just smashing things together, right? Um, but, but it was just the way they delivered it was like this preemptive, like, don't come at me for saying inventory combining because it can be great. Um, and they're mm-hmm. right. Uh, um, and then the, the last <laughs> one was that they, they nominate something else that's not combining inventory puzzles. Um, but then after closer scrutiny, it reveals that it was just a complex inventory puzzle that they, they worded mm-hmm. differently. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not an inventory puzzle, but basically, and it's like, okay, that was, that was an inventory puzzle. Fantastic. So. Um, yeah, disguised as not, but is. Yeah, yeah, and it's just—I don't know. I think it's the art, personally, because I—I think mm-hmm. there may be more satisfying in point-and-click era than parser, and just mm-hmm. seeing seeing something go from, you know, I don't know when you click it on something, all of a sudden it morphs into this new thing, right? Is that the high? Well, the, yeah, the high is seeing things morph or seeing things happen or seeing points go up it depends on the game what about Mm. hey what about seeing points go down what do you think of that there are some games where it's like okay you can do that but you've just did you notice you just lost two points by the way when you did that as a puzzle yeah does larry do that i think sierra maybe just does a jokey every now and then if you do something stupid i think larry doesn't really dock you like tons of them they give it back Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that's it. Some of the games are just uh, when you do something really stupid, or they'll they'll mock you. Depends, right? Like yeah. if you do something really stupid in Quest for Glory, too, the narrator mocks you, like yeah, not out loud, like obviously, but in text, stuff like that. Yeah, but as far as talking points in like a meaningful way, I would say I'm kind of um, impartial to it because. I, I guess because especially growing up, having played very like little other genre of games like points and it's weird i guess saying it out loud but because i you know my first games were sierra parser games but the, i never really paid attention to points yeah i think larry too does that actually Is that with the, one? the uh if you use the hair if you use your hair rejuvenator on your head which is where you're like supposed to use it it takes away points i remember oh. that <laughs> or if you if you like use the parachute wrong but again, yeah, it's doing the same thing. It's just like it's going to take away. I think it must make a noise. I, I gotta. I don't totally remember because I haven't lo- played a game where I've lost points in it. But I think it signifies. Yeah, I might even be so bold as to say like that's kind of the adventure gamey way to do points because like coming mm-hmm. from just myself as somebody who doesn't, I I don't pay attention to points because I just don't play a lot of games where points matter. Like I'm not an arcade kind of person either. So. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
so I never really paid attention to the points. Another thing too was like I, I don't have that built-in wiring where like I want to get a hundred. You know, some people just never have that. right. I that. Completionists totally <laughs> envious of it because it serves them well mm-hmm. in other areas, but I don't have it. I know. No point is, is I'm that like I, I I've done the game. The game is done. Did yeah, you finish it? Enough? Good. I finished it. <laughs> isn't that enough? Is a goddamn Sierra game. You played Gold Rush <laughs> when you were twelve. Fuck out of here. You know, mm-hmm. offline, like totally exactly. offline, no walkthroughs. Anyway, I would probably maybe say that's like one of the best adventure gaming ways to do points, just because it's like, I don't know, you know, like like arcade sequences, which was which was totally a Sierra thing. Um, they're mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> like Space Quest had a lot of those. You're like, wow, I'm doing great. Oh, I just I can't make it here. Or or if you don't play an arcade game, you can't. If you can't get a decoder ring in like three, right? If you don't get the kid's meal and you don't get the thing and then you can't get the message in, sorry, spoiler, Astro Chicken, and then you can't advance the plot. Oh, yeah, all, exactly. Like, like, yeah, put in all the little sequences that you want. Just put a skip button. If it, if it totally mm-hmm. changes genre, please let me skip it because I, I, don't, I mm-hmm. don't like that stuff. But, but uh, mm-hmm. my story, my point is like, Larry, like if I was to have done a point system, I would have done it just for that purpose, right, to get a few laughs mm-hmm. in. Um, mm-hmm. And that's definitely like team of programmer shit right there because goddamn – I like to try an arcade sequence a couple times before I'll hit a skip. Like, there's something about me that does want to like really give it my college try. Like, arcade. You ever been stopped by an arcade game in a game, and you really like? For me, you really need to take the time to get good at it and its controls so that you could finish the game. There's no other way. Like, land that chicken or whatever it is you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, that makes me think about it too because it's like I'm almost wondering if it's like the second you start to get a feel for it. I'm thinking of of um, Space Quest One, for example. Like the, the second you get a feel for it, you've, you you're you're there, right? Like mm-hmm. by or by the time you get a feel for it more accurately, you, you can pretty mm-hmm. much get to get to the um, Yulin's Flats. Um, which yeah, I'm not afraid to say. It's just a year ago I learned was flatulence hmm. backwards. So just so yeah, I didn't know anyway. either. And people are like, "What? You didn't know?" And I'm like, "I didn't even know other people played these games until a few years ago." Yeah, I'm a little really out of date. My some of my information is not very good. Mm-hmm. It's like based on being twelve. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Well, if you're twelve, you should have gotten it. Ha ha! I wasn't that smart. It's like when there's <laughs> when there's twenty of you and the other eighteen are laughing. Like what the hell, yeah. guys? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm the dumb one in this group too. <laughs> oh shit! Gonna have to put that laugh on a separate quieter track. Goddamn. But yeah, okay. What about what about puzzles that are uh, totally uh, time based? They can be they can be stressful too. I think I I talked about that a little bit earlier. Something like King's Quest Three, where or even the beginning of Gold Rush, like I alluded to earlier. That that's a specific type of puzzle. I don't know if I like that because I never played King's Quest three with uh, out of a hint book. Yeah, yeah, I don't like them. That's a good point. I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, did you already say Larabo? Uh, I haven't brought it up in this instance. And it, which one did you say besides King's Quest earlier? 
Uh, oh, uh, when you, the value, just in Gold Rush, the value of the oh. house goes down, stuff like that. Right, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah, okay, and I do, I do defend and love Gold Rush, so I'm glad I yes. asked that before I sound like a hypocrite. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, because it's, it's, frankly, it's more fun. Um, you don't I, know <laughs> there's a timer the first time you played it, so technically, if you only played Gold Rush once, you wouldn't even know, but you probably also then wouldn't have been able to try all of the different scenarios. Yeah, yeah, okay. See, boy, you're good. That was really good. Man, I, I have to itch the inside of my ear, but if I take the uh, thing out, it might disconnect me. <laughs> so, just want everybody to know where I'm at. Um, I, I, I'm going to say I, do, I hate timers, and even Gold Rush, as much as I love it, I totally could have done without it. It didn't, it didn't do... That's bad consequence, right? That's almost like um, mm -hmm. like forced. It, it, uh, what do you call Fabricated... Uh, like, like, uh, there's a better word than all the previous ones that goes for everything I've said this whole episode, but, but like, the, the, it, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I'll just stick with forced for now. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you're creating like a, um, artificial that I think that's what I was looking for. Like a really artificial sense of consequence just by saying like, you know, and go like, I, I was watching an, uh, a film the other day. I'm just going to stop and shit on real quick, <laughs> which is <laughs> the King's man. And, and mm -hmm. I, I loved the first two. Have you seen it? The third one? No, not yet. Okay. The Kingsman? Yeah, yes. it's, it's the third one to the first two Kingsman movies. Did you see those? Mm. No, I don't think so. Terrific. All right, great. Well, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> the point, point being is that what they did in that movie, man, if you love the first two, you're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And, and then if you like it, just just don't get mad at me. Be like, thanks for lowering my expectations enough to like it, because it's just the worst writing. It commits like every like crime like that you can imagine. So here's what they do: instead of giving the bad guy any sort of like like people shit on Marvel for bad villains, but like even even when they're bad, they they kind of try. Where it's like, all right, I mean, you know, there's this crappy reason. In this movie, there's no crappy reason. He just occasionally kicks the shit out of a goat or cuts <laughs> its horn off. And it's just mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I, I, I hate him because he's mean to animals. So why is he the <laughs> bad guy? Well, because he kicked that goat and he's going to bomb some people or take money or do bad guy stuff. But, but you mm -hmm. know, what's his motives? Why is he bad and evil? Because he kicks a goat. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of it. And it's just. Is that based on an Adam Sandler sketch where he's the abused goat? No, you, God, I, I hope there's some sort of hidden meaning to it because it's just <laughs> the movie. I was just, first time a movie made me angry in a while. It was a good angry. I needed to get it out. <laughs> but to tie that all together, it's like, it's cheap like that, where it's like, instead of taking the time to be like, you know, believe in his you know have some sort of understanding in the villain she's like just hate him because he hurts animals or instead of feeling like mm -hmm. actual consequence because there's stakes based on the story or the puzzle or the you know mechanics behind the game instead feel consequence because go 30 mm -hmm. 29 20 you're just like fuck okay uh first of all save it and then it's like you can't so that just cost you six seconds <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah checkerboard it out i hate it when they lock you out of saving <laughs> yeah so no i don't i don't like them i remember laura Bo too it really stressed me out at mm -hmm. the end with the reaper mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what about like okay what about a game where it's an obvious storyline like, like say conquest of camelot your job is you have to rescue all the knights mm -hmm. but then once you get the holy grail if you don't rescue all of them you're all like oh you have sin burdening stuff 
and then you end up like getting bad things happen to you at the end if if you don't but you're you're clearly like that is the point of the game you're supposed to do the thing if you're like not going to do the thing they're telling you to do then you're not playing the game right or you should assume that it's not going to go well for you okay and and just to just to clarify too so it's it's not like um it's not like a dead end or a, or you lost the game. It's more like the bad ending. Yeah, you kind of die. But it, but it, the game. Okay, and it's this is uh, yeah. We're always in weird spoiler territory. You know, thirty two years past these points, but but still, like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no, not you. For what I'm about to say, like, like, like for Gabriel Knight. Okay. Um, cause mm-hmm. you having, you having just recently done that and we just done a show on it. So, you know, yeah. they can see it coming. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's, there's the, the lesser ideal ending, right. Where it's just like, mm-hmm. like a lesser cut scene. Is, is that kind of what you're referring to? Where like, if you don't do the absolute right thing, you get the kind of bad ending where even if you die, there wasn't more yeah. game. Or if I you guess. don't do everything you were supposed to do, or you can make it all the way through to the game and you get an ending, but your ending is subpar. And that doesn't necessarily mean with points. And is that concurrent with Colonel's Bequest, where you cannot solve things and still get a rating, even if it's a crappy rating? Right. That's a really good point. And there's so many ways to do this. Like, you know, Gabriel Knight, uh, Whispers of a Machine for a more recent one. Um, which is just uh, an awesome game um, from the people who mm-hmm. do Kathy Rain and, and our friend Ivy Duper does the, the prote- protagonist voice in it. Um, the, the, like Gabriel Knight, where it's kind of like the ending is more you can decision-based, so it's almost like you mm-hmm. can save it and get both of them in the same night, right? So, mm-hmm. the, so, so for the sake of what you're bringing up, just to break it down even further, could we c- kind of branch it into categories of like the end, like one of them is like things throughout the entire game were missed or done differently that led to this. And then there's like the, you, you made the bad choice at the, the very end sort of mm-hmm. thing. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause well, well, one of them, it's like, you're going to do something bad at the beginning, like miss some inventory item. And then you get all the way to the end of the game and you're like, ha ha, I can't finish it. But like other ones, you can get to the end and you get the ending but the ending's just a bad ending. Yeah. Well, as long as you get the ending, I'm okay with it. Long story short, because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. otherwise, a dead end's unforgivable design wise, right? So that, that's that's a hundred percent. So as long as you, I'm okay with a bad ending, because because like you said, then there's the 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 appeal for for replay, because that might even be the biggest appeal for me personally for replay, because then I just kind of beat myself up, like, well, what didn't you know? What did I do wrong? Um, which mm-hmm. could make me go back and do it sooner than later. So. Yeah. What about you? What's your, what's your yes or no on those, if it's that clear? I think if it's clear, yeah, it's acceptable. I was, I've, I've moved on to the next topic already in my head. I was thinking about uh, puzzles like, <laughs> speaking of boots, <laughs> I was thinking of puzzles in like, what's that? You're allowed to get bored of your own of the topic you brought up, so I'm cool with it. <laughs> I was thinking of puzzles in like Quest for Glory uh five and then you're trying to like say you're a thief and there's an animated puzzle where you you know the figure does different things and you have to copy it to something else uh remember what they are and then match them later or in dr brains where you know in number four you quest for glory four you have an antwerp and you're trying to get through a puzzle like those are 
those are fun and they're not super duper arcade like, but they're a game and an activity you actually have to do to accomplish something. What do you think of those? I think they're fun because yeah, they're not no, super hard. They're accessible and reasonable. And, you know, you can even change difficulty on a slider in some of those games like Quest for Glory. I think they thought of that being a problem for people. They did. And it's funny because your examples are all, all, all come back to, to the Coles being involved. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I guess maybe specifically, I'm not sure about four, but but Corey, as far as um mm-hmm. Dr. Brain's concerns. I wonder. I wonder if that's like you know. So actually, you could you could just um, we've we've had him. We've been lucky enough to have him on the show twice. But, but without even having him here, we could almost imagine the, the assumed answer of just like absolutely that's something that that tickles probably both of them. I'm kind of feeling mm-hmm. a more Corey vibe from it specifically. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, they just just that specific angle of puzzle. But yeah, I think they're great. I guess the only annotation I would make would be to say that like. And and they did this extremely well. And I honestly, I can't think of a bad example, but just in case I'll throw it out there is like, you definitely have to know that it's important to remember. And if anything, mm-hmm. games probably are too on the nose with that. So we're good. Like games mm-hmm. are usually like, you know, hey, you know, I don't have an example. It's <laughs> 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 too many you knows. Look, all right, mm-hmm. let me move on to one on my list here. I got, um, uh, Again, so we're, go- we're going back and forth, and maybe we should have said this in the beginning, but also who cares? Um, is, is that, you know, Anna's kind of got like just a casual thoughts list, and I've got kind of my rabbit hole list or whatever. So mm-hmm. so as we weave back and forth to, to the rabbit hole one, or the, the populace, let's say, mm-hmm. um, is, is when, uh, when stupidly obvious works and is logical mm-hmm. and cheeky. Um, mm-hmm. It's a mouthful. So when stupidly obvious works... And it's also mm-hmm. logical and cheeky. So an example would be, um, and this was brought up several times, uh, this exact example was the banana in the tailpipe in Space Quest V. Like, people bloody mm-hmm. loved that. It was rare to see something brought up more than once, much less like five times. Um, and, and yeah, this came up a lot. People were just really tickled by that. It seemed like it was like this like surprising, maybe it's because it's. I think a lot of them found it maybe a little refreshing like almost mm-hmm. as a break, like, whoo, uh, finally something kind of surprisingly obvious, but like, <laughs> if it wasn't also funny, you know, if it was just like mundane, like the key in the keyhole working, isn't surprisingly obvious. It's just obvious. Right. So it's gotta be mm-hmm. like kind of fun. And then also kind of logical. Let's just say, right. A banana in a tailpipe isn't really logical, but like, it's definitely one adventure game logical, <laughs> which is a whole <laughs> different thing. And two, like you got the bloody, what is, what's the more stereotypical potato in the tailpipe? Like, yeah, it's it's mm. it's maybe a stretch, not a leap, or whatever. Um, but the point being is that that yeah, that's 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 something that, that the populace seems to say we we really like. And I was just wondering, obviously, what your bloody thoughts on it. I agree. Uh, it takes me directly to King's Quest Four, where you're tickling tickling the uvula with a peacock feather. I mean, right. obviously, you have to get the feather before you're swallowed by the whale, and you have to understand that the shark's not always going to kill you to get swallowed by the whale. But once you're inside of the whale, you have this kind of fun environment. You've got a message in the bottle. You have to climb this crazy tongue, and then you have to tickle a uvula so you're you're like sneezed out of a whale. It's ridiculous, but it's also kind of logical considering the situation that you're in and and thinking about sort of older fairy tales it all it all connects in but it's also quite silly that's that's such a good bloody example i think we should just quickly move on and call that like the highlight of the episode <laughs> well this at, leads us right 
It, it leads us to an email that we got from a listener that I thought perhaps we could throw into this episode. And, and it kind of relates uh, this listener. His name is Robin Spark, listening from over in Australia. And hey, Robin, uh, hey, Robin uh, he was thinking of the Latin phrase, I'm learning to pronounce because I've, I've never been good with pronouncing names. But from what I have is, uh, oh, wait, Deus Ex Machina. And what was your pronunciation on this word, Paul? The, the oh, that phrase. one. Did you uh, Deus Ex Machina? Deus Ex yeah. Machina. Deus Ex Machina. So one of those. And that's it's a Latin phrase, which is why we're probably having a bit of trouble trying to figure out how to pronounce it. But it, it what it's about is the crazy storylines that developers shoehorn into a game to get it out the door. So it was uh, originally described as an ancient plot device used in Greek and Roman theater. It is now the phrase used to describe any situation where something unexpected or implausible is brought into the storyline to resolve situations or disentangle tangle of plot and thanks you know i really appreciate you robin bringing that up because th that's a good segue into what about super silly things that make the plot go forward yeah yeah but, wow. you know well, are there because and is it because the developer ran out of ideas and there's nothing else they can do or is it an in joke like between the developers of the company that, you know, ah, ha, ha, like this was set at a meeting and, and, and it turned into a thing. Like there might be other reasons other than it being a stupid, illogical joke. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, yeah, that's, it's really tough. I mean, I, I think, I think we, we're going to simplify it a little bit for the sake of like adventure games and say like, you know, the, the, the for the sake of solving a puzzle, maybe instead of changing the whole story arc, right? Um, because mm -hmm. I, I, I guess, and, and from what you're saying, from from more definition, right? Or, or Deus Ex Machina, uh, you know, be like like um, is, is put in as as like a plot device to change the plot. Blah, blah, blah. So I, I'm just kind of saying that some of our examples or or whatever, or at least my single example, <laughs> is more just is more just puzzle based, where where it's just like. I feel like Deus Ex Machina is, is is used in adventure game puzzles just all the mm -hmm. time where it's like, let's just totally just, just shoehorn this in. And, and yeah, I mean, I guess if I wanted to be pedantic and really fight it, I could say that it does completely change the plot because if you can't, for example, put a pie in a Yeti's face, then you can't progress mm -hmm. the plot of the game. And, mm -hmm. and that's just, you know, Uncalled for and and whatever the def definition of Makina is, because it's you know it's 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 kind of out of nowhere and I've defended it before to a degree. Not defended it like all right, take it easy. I, I've just you know I've tried to just cool cool it off a little, put a little water on it in the past. But but either way, I think it fits <laughs> like that. Well, there's uh there's a few, it can also be combined like inventory combination and this idea could be there too like oh my god these two items should never be combined it's absolutely ridiculous but they need another item for the game so you're going to combine these two items that make no sense and i mean anybody's game could be guilty of that and i don't think that's a bad game i think that's kind of funny to me like oh my god how could you oh you could make that with that item oh that's ridiculous oh i like that yeah well that's it's kind of a it kind of weaves in and out of the the pre, uh, prior one we brought up where, with the stupid when stupid the obvious works right with the tailpipe mm -hmm. thing where where it's there's kind of there's a connection there I guess you could say yeah because less manly right we've talked about that on on previous episodes where you have to like share your dream with somebody else 
or like cat hair mustache gabriel knight three people make fun of that one online a lot there's just you know some random stuff the, the king's quest five example yeah yeah exactly and 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 uh you know, to to Robin directly too, we definitely have to consider consider the, like a full episode on on more the traditional mm-hmm. definition of this, as far as like you know mm-hmm. a single a, let's say a single thing um, that that changed the, that changed the entire plot. And like I have one in my head, but I'm not confident that it exactly fits mm-hmm. the bill. And I just Research, I really like yeah. the game and don't want to be wrong because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So yeah, we'll have, we'll have to give that one some more time in the future too, because it's it's a really interesting thought, and it's 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 something that's definitely used commonly, I think, in adventure games. If, if oh, not. and text games, which is a yeah. stife of an adventure game. Babblefish in the ear, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, games like that, where you have to do something really ridiculous or a really ridiculous order of operations, and you're going to keep dying, and it's tracking your moves. Or even a game like Bureaucracy, where everything you do wrong, your blood pressure goes up. And it's all bureaucratically based on information you give them at the beginning of the game. And it's funny, but is it funny enough to like deal with you dying all the time? Uh, Rumpelstiltskin is one of those ridiculous ones where you know you have to come up with not only what the name is, but then you have to like do a brand new phonetic alphabet just to figure out the rest of the puzzle. Yeah, I'm struggling on my end. I think I'm, o- I'm overanalyzing the the ones that are coming in my head because, like, like Lucy, all I can really think off the bat is like, uh, is is Space Quest Five, the, like the jumping off point, the the of, of mm-hmm. the, the overarching plot of that game, um, mm-hmm. is pretty damn ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it maybe comes too early, right, to fit the definition. So yeah, anyway, that that one that one's a good that 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 would make a good episode as far as as far as games. Um, but Space Quest says that they'll they'll kill you, but they'll tell you what you should have done earlier. They'll be like, "Oh man, you died because you didn't have an item you were supposed to have." But if you'd have gotten this earlier, maybe you wouldn't have died. Right? Yeah. See, see, that, that's fair too. I guess. Yeah, it, I, I guess it, you, it, like, it almost reminds me of like watching um, old movies, right? Like. Mm-hmm. I have to be in the mood for it nowadays because the pacing is crazy slow. I mean, it, really, mm-hmm. the pacing of modern stuff is crazy fast, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And there's something to be said, right? The older movies can be more artful, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's a, lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of positives. Long pacing, short. pacing, pacing. You've got to be in the mood for it because yeah. that shit takes mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Somebody rewatch Jaws or something. Just You'll see what I mean. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was I was trying to I was trying to like sell getting my kid to watch Crocodile Dundee versus Happy Gilmore today, and I tell you, Crocodile Dundee didn't win as awesome as it was in the eighties. The pacing, I'm like, right. it's Paul Hogan, and everybody looked at me. So I I played the beginning of it, and it's all like overview of the city and people in an office and old clothing talking, and it didn't win. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 because you know even even in that eighties era, like because I've done that too with, with my son, where I try to watch, you know, trying to get him to watch things that I loved, and it's just like, man, they'll <laughs> the camera, the things like Roger Rabbit, whatever, like they'll just they'll just <laughs> soak up the atmosphere of a room like for a while, yeah. like two minutes mm-hmm. to this generation, the last two yeah, generations. Like, is, let's is appreciate a long time. the art. 
that was a good, I was just talking about Roger Rabbit today. Oh my God. Cause my, my son was like here at personal story moment. Uh, we were talking about the only time any of us had ever had to leave a movie partway through in a theater. And that was mine. When I was nine years old, my grandma took me to a theater in Toronto together and we watched Robert, Roger Rabbit and it got to the part where the shoe ended up having to go into the melting pot. And she said, well, I never, cause she was already quite frustrated with the movie being not particularly decent, probably much too sexualized. And she removed me from the theater immediately. Right, right. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's, and she removed me from there immediately. That's, uh, I guess that's a generational thing, I guess. I, I'm she trying did. to remember. She huffed all the way back on the bus. Just, oh, I never, I can't believe it. Just, my friend said it would be a good movie, though. And, of course, it was my favorite movie after that. Right, yeah, and it was taboo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a good-looking cartoon. Hmm, so good. She just made me wonder, you know, where the line is. Yeah, no line. <laughs> Ain't no line. We grew up with furries and stuff. We played these adventure games. I played Quest for Glory. I've seen them dance. I'm in. <laughs> um, all right, hold on. I'm going to miraculously miraculously finish my goddamn point with this pacing thing. Yeah, um, please. What, what I was trying to say was this started with you kind of mentioning, you know, a puzzle where it would be like, oh, or it was in Space Quest. would be like, well, earlier mm-hmm. you should have done this. And mm-hmm. and I think it's completely – it should be left alone where it was but also adjusted mm-hmm. for the times now, right? Where that's, yeah. that's maybe an example of an 80s thing doing 80s pacing. Or it's like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, I have to go all the way back there. And, and it's like, again, back in the day, that was maybe one of three games that you had at a time. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll, you'll do it. You'll give it the time because you're tired of, you know, mm-hmm. the other one. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, shady looking box truck passed by. Um, <laughs> um, so my point being is like, yeah, there's a, there's, it fits for, for that time. And I, I want them left in my classics, but I think it's, it's mm-hmm. also like going forward. It's like, yeah, we can't, we can't do mm-hmm. that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what about partners in a game using different characters to accomplish different things? What do you I think of that sort like of situation? It. Not going to like it. Not gonna like it. I, is it, it's I when I played Maniac Mansion when I was younger, I didn't get very far at first because it was I found it confusing because I just kept letting different characters die and then the game would end. So I wasn't very good, like not die, captured, but I wasn't very good at it. It did take more figuring out. There's a lot of thought. It's a multi-directional way to think when there's multiple characters. Though? Yeah. Yeah, well, and to your point, it kind of takes some getting used to, and I think that's why a lot for a lot of people, um, Day of the Tentacle is 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 you know is is the preferred, I guess, out of the two, or or just you know mm-hmm. probably wildly more popular because it's almost like by the time that one came out, not not to mention you know all the amazing things it does as a game and all the things it does mm-hmm. differently and the advantages that it had as far as graphics and voices and blah blah blah, but like. It, you know, you have more of a time to like. You understand how that works now. You've been through, um, you've, you know, you've been through Maniac Mansion. You've, you've you've had experiences in other LucasArts games, even if it's temporary of switching characters. And it's yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's something that takes some getting used to. But um, but yeah, I adore it. I think it's awesome. It's got to be used mm-hmm. correctly. Um, mm-hmm. But it's probably probably one of my favorite favorite devices or mechanics, whatever, in adventure games. And I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's underused, but it's not overused. Well, if you haven't played Toonstruck, you don't even have a voice right now. 
Wow. Wow, I feel like a woman in the 50s. <laughs> she go home and play the game now. Jesus, yeah. I, I guess I'll, I'll just make you a sandwich if you want to tell us a little bit about Toonstruck. Just, well, I mean, it's got a lot of famous people. You've got Ben Stein. You've got Christopher Lloyd. You've got Dan Castaneda. You've got Tim Curry. You've got two characters, Drew Blank. That's obviously Christopher Lloyd. You've got Flux Wildly, and he's like a cute little like alien-y creature from another land. And then you're an animator. You get sucked in. I've talked about it before, but you get to navigate the world with two different characters because each one has different skill sets. And I've always, that's what always charmed me to that game is that blur of reality and fiction, but it's all fiction. Wow. Um, I didn't actually know a lot of that, especially the actors. Well, the actors part of that. Um, <laughs> it's big yeah, names. Crazy prepared for that. Uh, yeah, I do want to definitely makes you want to play it more. You got, you got, you got. Isn't that Homer? Is it or no, no? Mm -hmm. no. It is. Yeah, is it Homer. Yeah, it, or is. Like, it is. Yeah, he's he's flux. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I would you. I don't know. Do you think it's okay? Okay. Here's here's one of my favorites. Before I sorry, I just cut myself off. That was weird. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. I really like resonance. And, I'm, and I want to mm. say that because I think it's it's uh, that in a golden wake, I think, are usually towards the bottom of the, the Wajidai sales, or, uh, which mm -hmm. which says a lot about just the, the modern adventure game sales because, you know, Wajidai is mm -hmm. uh, a, a large part of the top of all that. And and just it's weird because those two are kind of, kind of maybe my favorites if I had to just on the spot say this. Like everybody who's been listening for a while knows how much I love golden wake. Um but as far as like a dead favorite, uh, but resonance is, mm -hmm. is definitely, definitely a second. Cause it's, it's a really, really good game, really fun story. Um, and, it, and it's got that mechanic where, where you're, you know, it has a maniac mansion day, the technical, et cetera vibe, but you get to, you get to kind of travel a little limitedly, albeit you get to travel around like a little town and like it, it you know, it felt like an evolution of that, I guess I would just say. So anyway, anyway, if anybody likes schemes, where you can switch characters, um, check out, uh, actually, wait, no, check out our game, the Phantom Villas. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of ideas out there, but that's the most preferable one. No subliminal okay, okay, okay. messaging here. If you want to, if you want to play a full game where you can play, change characters by, uh, by resonance, for real, buy, buy it, play it, support them. Um, it's mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, and then get ours when it comes out. But for real, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of stupid. We've been going this whole conversation, and I was like, yeah, it's one of my favorite. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this episode back. It's cringy. It's one of my favorite things, to not even kind of crossing the, the link myself. Like, of course it is. So, because it's. Mm -hmm. But yeah, speaking of, of favorite things that, that man, you, you, what, you could assemble your own little wish list of stuff you want to put in an adventure game you're going to make yourself and get yourself all hyped up about it as I did. I was like, I want to be able to change characters. And in my head at the time, I'm like, there's not enough of that. And again, I don't really stand mm -hmm. by that, but, but it just, I vaguely, I wanted more of it. Let's just say, mm -hmm. so let's, mm -hmm. let's do that. Um, I'm, I'm a little kind of simple. So that's why I was like, let's just, let's just change between two people. <laughs> That'll be, mm -hmm. four That'll be is enough. a little confusing. Like I said that, uh, I, I have a, I, I like a lot of features, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. So I want to balance between the two. 
Exactly, exactly. That was definitely definitely my thoughts at the time where I'm like, you know, let's mm-hmm. do let's stick to two in that regard. And then I you know, I'd read on 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 those forums in this rabbit hole, you know, people had brought this up and and what was pardon my son. I don't know if I can edit that. I'm not gonna try. Um it never came up negatively, which was a note I made, possibly for mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> uh, please don't be the first. And um <laughs> Um, one thing people said that, that just made it even better, um, or, or, you know, maybe it was just the examples that were given that I took note of were that when you could change players, it was really nice when they had a specific mm-hmm. ability mm-hmm. different from the next, right? Like a reason to, and, and even a maniac mansion where they're all just human kids. Um, yeah. you know, you got the smart or, one and the- or ghosts, right? Blackwell Chronicles and stuff and being able to switch between different characters and Different people know different information. Exactly, exactly. You know, to take advantage of the the different things different people could do. Because, right, that's it's kind of. I mean, it's not the only reason you could change, right? Because one of one of the one of the puzzles, I I I, I don't know. I, people, I guess people use the word study, and I just I, when I use it, I feel like undeserving of it because it's like, I mean, what is studying? It's just mm-hmm. God bless you. It's just bloody. You know, nowadays it's just like watching a YouTube video to a degree where it's like, well, I was studying this the other night. Um, and that's how it's commonly used and accepted. <laughs> the school of YouTube. Yes, the school the school of YouTube. But I was I was just, just re-watching and then playing for myself the, the puzzle of Maniac Mansion of, of Weird Ed's um, where you have to get into Weird Ed's room. Mm-hmm. And that's just a good example of you don't necessarily need two different abilities in that puzzle. Actually, you don't, period, mm-hmm. at all. You just need mm-hmm. two different people in two different places. So it, it can be done in that regard. Resonance, resonance is maybe it's, it's not as far as one's dead and the other's not. Um, mm-hmm. Like the Phantom Fellows, other ghost space games are available. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but uh, come on, I'm dropping all the other, you know, why did I names? Um, but, <laughs> it you know it's not as extreme as that, but it's it's maybe not as just like you know two teenagers as some of the maniac mansion choices were, right? Because let's be right. real, like in that game, and and to be totally fair to them, this was you know the mid eighties. <laughs> this was cutting edge mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but but nowadays it's like maybe instead of just because like you know you got like I don't I don't want to crap on two characters and then be wrong, but maybe like Razor and Dave. I don't know. You get two characters mm-hmm. where it's not like they don't necessarily maybe do anything necessarily special. I can't think of anything off the bat. Um, but oh, that was that ladder from earlier in the show. Um, <laughs> you were warned, though. <laughs> Still doesn't fit in his pocket. He never really stopped trying. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I made that way too long. And just to say that resonance is somewhere in the middle where it's like mm-hmm. one of the characters, you know, might have access to like police stuff or press stuff, etc. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, so you get to use maybe not abilities, but you know, or skills, but but uh. Ooh, you reminded me of something. You reminded me, what about uh, items in games? So say to finish something in a game, you need to look through the flyers or the pamphlets or the the National Enquirer type versions that are in the, the game goodies for to be able to access things in the game. And I'm not necessarily talking coffee protection, but at the same time I am because they're kind of intertwined a little bit, aren't they? They really are. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. I'm just having to soak that in for a second because I didn't catch that on 
your notes. <laughs> just tattled me because that wasn't on mine, right? <laughs> Fuck, that would be bad. <laughs> it was. It was one of those things that kind of developed as I was wording it. Ah, that's 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 awesome. Okay, all right. So give me give me another example, or or, uh, or well, yeah, what was it? I just said it was so good I forgot. I can stop and download this, and we can listen to it. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> Look, it's getting no, late. Uh, documentation. documentation and games. Yeah, my thoughts on it, I think it's fun and it kind of, if the documentation is fun and it's not like rote documentation, it's there's something to it. Is it cheeky? Is it something that you want to read anyways? Does it add to the game? Is it just lore? Like, for example, if you're looking at King's Quest, there's little write-ups and and there's interesting information about Daventry, but if you don't care about lore, unless you're trying to do a copy protection, maybe you're not reading it unless you're super into the game. Something like Space Quest, they're handing you really, really, really funny paraphernalia, stuff that you want to look at, uh, Leisure Suit Larry too, stuff that you want to look at because it's funny, you're, you're flying with dork airlines, but at the same time, it's going to refer to it. Do I think it's always copy protection? I mean, yes. But you, you can certainly make coffee protection a little bit more fun than the cliff climbing in uh, King's Quest. Yeah, I mean, and to, to their credit, too, because I know that there's like a certain like shame or, or like, you know, copy protect. Like there, there's mm-hmm. a certain skeeviness about it. Uh, mm-hmm. But to their credit, most of the time. All of them. Mm-hmm. The copy protection mm-hmm. was incredibly creative. Like they didn't. Mm-hmm. There's definitely exceptions. I did that disclaimer. The, um, <laughs> the, there's they 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 went pretty far. Like you know, and, mm-hmm. and and I think a lot of the regards too is like these games are often made by are always I think made by nerds. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and so, like we want to make like you know you want to make lore for your own stuff and you're probably going to have stuff in your head that never gets heard and it's like well mm-hmm. here's a little way to let it out and and we can make mm-hmm. a copy protection so i mm-hmm. yeah i love it i think it's awesome i would even extend it to the category of like um colonel's bequest you know where it comes with with mm-hmm. the notebook um yeah the magnifying glass and your own little pencil and all your little bits and pieces i think that really that brings in you into the game like and i think that's yes. what roberta was looking for in that game you are laura bow as as versus like the hero in quest for glory you are the hero you have to sort of forge your own identity but you are laura bow in the laura bow games but you're also going to forge your own identity as in how you investigate a case and what you're going to do and when you're going to do it but it's also time-based so it has a lot of things going on in that game yeah, yeah. Well, and I think yeah, we we should have, could have, whatever covered that more in the time thing from way earlier in the mm-hmm. episode. But there is a different, the, unless I'm mistaken. Um, trying to keep a, keep a bunch in here at once, but unless I'm mistaken, I think the the way they handle time in Larabo One is much different than mm-hmm. not two, but different than the Reaper sequence in two, right? Where it's like Larabo mm-hmm. One is more of like a time, um, an event based timing, right? Where it's like when you do the mm-hmm. thing, the time changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm not super confident enough to really even go go deep enough into that. But but I guess to your ultimate point, I was thinking too is Laura Bo, Roberta, her idea was to make you feel like her, etc. I, I completely agree, and I think they nailed that. And I think adding, for example, that that red gel, you know, uh, decoder as a as a magnifying mm-hmm. glass in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if 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 that's not assumed news, 
I really don't know. I'd be curious out of our listeners. How many of you just knew that? Probably just most of you. But but yeah, so you know, there there is the uh the the, the red the red magnifying thingy whatever. Really struggling with how mm-hmm. to board that. Doesn't matter. The point is is like if somebody said, Okay, we'll take away the the uh, copyright protection from that game. We'll erase mm-hmm. it from history, but that also takes away the magnifying glass thing. I'd be like, no, leave it. Because what's the yeah. problem with mag- with copyright protection? Yeah. In the what sense about police that, like, quest identifying perps or identifying fingerprints? Those are good skills to have. You got to learn how to identify the perp. You got to pay attention. You got to learn how to identify fingerprints. I went off on a whole thing. I was obsessed with fingerprints and learning about fingerprints, taking fingerprints with real ink of everybody in the house. They were all good at humoring me. That's all good stuff. And it's copy protection. Yeah. And it's, you know, maybe it's just the time we live in now, but like, it's like, I don't know, after for myself, after eating like tons, tons of junk food, you kind of crave substance right like protein or lettuce mm-hmm. or i, I don't know <laughs> so it's, you crave some sort of substance and it's like yeah maybe it's that same sort of uh same sort of feeling in that in that regard mm-hmm. too or it's like just just wanting uh nowadays you have sorry i didn't give enough i didn't give enough back there for you guys sorry now, nowadays with steam and with everything being completely digital gog blah blah, blah fire power mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 is you know manuals everything's pdfs and like mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, you know, I romanticized it a bit or, or maybe we didn't appreciate it enough in the time, at the time in the contrast. But it's like nowadays I definitely mm-hmm. kind of crave the substance of like holding on to something mm-hmm. physical um, or writing yeah. something down. And, and, and to our to our mate Mark Fillion, uh, to his credit and to his upcoming game, Chinatown Detective Agency, um, mm-hmm. do do yeah. check out the demo, wish it on Steam, it'll be out really soon. Um, but I agree to, with what you're about to say. Thank you. A preemptive agreeance is always confidence <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> is is you know the idea for his game, loving Carmen San Diego, which is another example mm. um, to to this lovely lovely point you bring up. And is, is which is know, way easier as a grown up. By the way, I found out. Oh, good. Thank God. Yeah, it's Very true. I was playing are. it with my son. I'm like, ah, son, you suck, <laughs> but I'm pretty good now. <laughs> <laughs> nerd that's awesome um this uh yes yeah, so, sorry my this is my cat lunchbox um distracting me there but, but <laughs> really really knocking me off the ball there <laughs> lunchbox damn it all right well i don't know i'm letting it go time really- is an illusion lunchtime doubly so lunchbox even more so yeah exactly um yeah, he didn't appreciate that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, we got two more. I got two more, unless you have any. Uh, I've gotten really bad with words the last 10 minutes, so I'm going to try and wrap myself up, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with one now, and then if you got one, go after me, and I'll do the other one. But, uh, okay, the, the second most favorite thing that I had found um, second to combining inventory was narrative slash dialogue puzzles. And, and mm-hmm. th- it was a two part. I'm kind of merging two together because they work really well together and for the sake of time. Um, but, but we're going to just say narrative dialogue puzzles and clues throughout the game in game clues. So mm-hmm. um, a great example, of this would be all of Lamplight City. Um, and maybe if you want something like super, uh, aficionado um, mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes, the serrated scalpel, the, um, the pendant puzzle. And if mm-hmm. you get that reference, then 
you know, <laughs> I will hand mail you one single gold foil star sticker. But also, I, I, I please don't make me. <laughs> it's bad form. Um, he doesn't go to the post office very often. I assure no, you. no, I don't. I don't. I still need to send Rick Loom. I'm so sorry. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's been at least the idea years. of this happening is not looming quite yet. Uh, uh, it's almost time to go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, th- these these kind of puzzles are, are are deeply satisfying, right? We were just talking mm-hmm. about Lara Bow. I probably could have put that in as an example too, but obviously, bring up something mm-hmm. fresh. Land Black City, City is amazing. Please, please go get that game, um, or at least buy it because Francisco is just the greatest. Um, Sherlock <laughs> Holmes: Trade Scalpel is, a, I think, a lar- really really underrated adventure game, um, as as any of the good non Sierra Lucas Arts ones tend to be. Um, but go check that out. God, that game's so beautiful and and. I, I don't I'm not quoting Francisco here, but speaking of him and just just uh, somewhat knowing him and, and watching his, his his streams and things like that, I, I I get the feeling maybe this is really obvious and I sound like an idiot right now, but I get the feeling that he's quite inspired by serrated scalpel. Um, so there's a connection there. But anyway, the bloody point is is that with the narrative dialogue puzzles, they're 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 they are deeply satisfying, right? They're kind of they capture the, the essence of adventure games. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yes, I agree with you. Um, I remember something neat down. I just it just caught my eye. Where, where, uh, well, Graham Nelson once said <laughs> 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 that an adventure game was a narrative at war with a crossword, and uh, <laughs> and I think that's that's kind of evident when it comes to dialogue, narrative dialogue puzzles, mm-hmm. right? Investigatory, you know branching dialogue trees, things like that. Um, adventure games can expose like the best and worst of themselves there. Right. Cause it's like, well, what you, about like, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please. Uh, what about like, okay, so you're doing a dialogue puzzle and you hit and you say the wrong thing and you don't get a chance to go back and say it differently. Or like you have an option of five things and they're all kind of correct. And it doesn't matter which one you pick. You're going to still progress in the conversation the same with a little bit of variance, or it's like you have to pick the right one or some, like there's a lot of different ways that conversation in a game can be set up to, to structure you to push forward. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. You're right because it's like the consequence of 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 um, like you, you need some element of excitement if it's just going to be pages mm-hmm. of dialogue, right? So you want to feel mm-hmm. like if you say the wrong thing, it's you know you're going to not solve the crime or you're going to piss the person off or you know that, that Which some that's, games are like that. They you you get categorized and the game is like and that's a really popular thing I find with modern day adventures. The game is paying attention and evolving depending on how you act. Not in the like a quest for glory, honor versus uh, bringing your skills up kind of way, but that the conversation is going to move forward. And even in RPGs, that's a big deal too, right? Like you have to be really careful how you respond in a conversation. You might be starting, starting a war with another clan or, or something big might be going on. So it, it's a bigger yeah. deal. Right. Right. Yeah. Widely accepted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad mm-hmm. you elaborated on it, especially with the RPG point. Yeah. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's extremely natural in that sense to, to yeah, make it, I guess just like any real conversation. Like if you, if you mm-hmm. stop and call somebody, you know, I, I don't want to get the bleep thing out. Something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say a fun word and bleep it, but yeah, who cares? It's mm-hmm. late. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shit, I think it's Monday too. I got to put this out. Anyway, buddy. <laughs> You're <laughs> ambitious tonight. <laughs> Jesus. Hope everybody appreciates this on the day that it comes out. 
Yeah, another <laughs> two another, yeah. Let's really wrap this up actually. Um I, I'll just I'll just say on that on on that note that, that you have like adventure games have to give you like this illusion of choice, but like it's mm-hmm. definitely an illusion, right? Because it is a pre-programmed mm-hmm. piece of script mm-hmm. that, that ultimately is gonna end in, in well, mm-hmm. I mean, it could end in seven ways or twenty ways, but but they're all you know predicted ways that you had to be programmed in. Stop right? so, looking behind the curtain. Do you yeah. ever, you know that moment when you find out when that realization hits you? I I remember it hitting me at some point. I don't know, as a teen in my twenties, and going, "What's the point for a while? It's just going to happen the way it's supposed to happen, anyways. It doesn't matter what I click on or what I say or what I do. It's like that phase where I'm just like, hmm." Right, I don't right, feel that right. way now. There's a little bit more broadness to the choices, but some games are still kind of like that. It's like do to do, click the thing, do the thing. But but there's a lot of mystery, especially if you include deaths and classic games and different puzzles and and getting older and forgetting what it was like before. There there is reasons, especially if you're emotionally attached to play games again. Definitely, yeah. I would almost wonder if, or kind of knee jerk think that 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 perhaps. At the time that was happening to you, I would almost more be keen to blame the the, the the games, the writing at the time, maybe, or or, and I could be totally wrong, just taking a stab at it. But I mean, I feel like it's ultimately the job for of the game to be, to to not make you feel like that. Like you know, what's the point? Da da da. And and, and that is the ultimately, I guess, the point of what we're both building towards is the difficulty and. And also in the greatness of of a wonderful narrative investigatory kind of dialogue puzzle is is that. You know, you have to feel like you solved something that that ultimately was always there, and and that can totally be done, right? The, you know, there can be a bunch of different ways, and some are more optimal than others, and blah blah blah. But yeah, I mean, you have to bury that illusion of choice the best that you can. Um, mm-hmm. And then to your original point from a minute ago, you know, having the consequences, and your well, sorry, to your point, really at the beginning, I should say, is you know what happens when like the player has to like start all over again and and yeah then it's really tricky because it's like you want those consequences but you don't want the player to have to go through 20 more pages all over again and lose their shit like i am on my own sentence so i'm done yeah. are we done you done that's okay no i i just my last thing this is a quick one this is a quick and easy one and, and i already know your opinion on it so mazes are they time passers are they puzzles <laughs> do they have any value go I'm kind of I like we said earlier with the the, or I think you alluded earlier to hymn books and stuff like that. And like as far as like ploys, like that's the thing I'm skeptical or suspicious of. I, I really do feel like mazes were time fillers because like mm-hmm. I don't know Space Quest Five. We we did that the the Fate of Atlantis episode, and I banged on from there on outwards about how it's the perfect game in my opinion, in the sense that it makes. I don't think any really mistakes. Like it's, it's pretty, I mean, maybe there's like one or whatever, but it's like, it's mm-hmm. humanly perfect. Really good. And like, I remember that I really wanted something else for the perfect game title, more than just fate of Atlantis. I'm like, surely and, and space quest five, like came pretty close to me for what I like. And then the maze just ruined mm-hmm. it. it. Can't, it can't be the perfect game with the maze in it. Um, no. Yeah, I hate them. But, but it's I, a I game. Do like it's it's like down to hours and developers, so they can say, "Oh, this game is thirty-six hours." Like I've always thought that that they're like, "Well, we can assume if they don't know the maze, it's going to take them at least one hour, so we can add that to like the game time." Yeah, and that's and that's luckily not a concern games have nowadays. I think people, um, at least from what I see on Twitter, largely prefer like the four to eight hour, you know, um, or, or or even let's say six to twelve hour block. Um, 
of, of game, which I, I don't know. For me, it just all depends. Like I, I paid, I, th- I think I would say like, like eight hours is probably ideal. And mm-hmm. and then I think of like Thimbleweed Park that I, it took me like 20 plus and I, I loved every mm-hmm. second. So, but, but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, mazes, the, the, the mazes that I would, I'm going to hopefully safely assume most of us are thinking about, especially after talking about Space Quest Five, would be the ones I hate. But there, there were like decent mazes, like Space Quest Two, where it's I don't even know if that's a maze, but like, you know, with the vine, mm-hmm. it's kind of a maze. There's only one route through, though. I don't well, know. That's kind of like Leisure Suit Larry, in where you have to go through to rescue Passionate Patty, and then you're going through all like the vines, and, and Al did the thing where he flipped all the screens and stuff. It's kind of a maze, but it's kind of like you can only go through the one way also in three. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a rigid definition out there between what we're banging on. But yeah, I mean, then I'm thinking mm-hmm. of uh, King's Quest. Um, goodness. The one, well, there's the desert in five. Uh, it's Is it five? Yeah, five, five is the one mm-hmm. with the castle maze, right? Hmm. Hmm. I think so. Yeah, there's. I don't think that the castle. Well, the desert's the maze in five mostly. This isn't making us sound super professional. <laughs> no, no. All right. Well, I guess we could stop there then. <laughs> okay. On I that mean, note, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I mean, you know, mm-hmm, if I'm not, I think so. at, at no point did we ever say this isn't the factual show. This is the the bantery no, show. We, re- we reviewed that before the episode when we pumped ourselves up just remember people aren't coming to us for facts right okay go yeah yeah exactly and i said that earlier like there's a rigid other <laughs> show that does facts i don't mm-hmm. i don't know there might be i'm not sure mm-hmm. there's not a dig or whatever i don't I, I about sierra adventure games yeah i'm sure there's lots the only yeah the only podcast i, will, <laughs> I know there's a few there's like two or three adventure game podcasts there's a few yeah. you know they, they, they are out there i don't listen to them only because um you know, it's adventure games just all the time uh, for for me in my life, and so yeah. I listen to my OGP podcast there. Yeah. It's um, hard. I, I I made the mistake of looking up what you're supposed to do as a successful podcast on Google, and I'm cursing myself just to this day because I'm like, I didn't need to know that I wasn't doing all of those things. Jeez. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think we were smart enough not to assume we'd get rich from this someday. <laughs> well, that <laughs> sweet, sweet adventure game money. Yeah, um, no, <laughs> no. So, yeah, no, that was it. I mean, adventure game puzzles, love them, hate them. They happened. They're still happening. People still want them, whether they're timed, whether they're mazes, or, you know, you have to combine your inventory items or you have to choose a different character or you just need to figure something out or you need to pick something up and put it somewhere else. There's all sorts of reasons to love them or hate them, but without them, the games would be pretty boring. Exactly. And I, uh, that was, that was lovely. I would be curious to hear from the, from, from you guys sincerely on what your favorite type of puzzle is. Mm-hmm. Bloody, let us know wherever you wherever you say stuff. Uh, say say that that'd be awesome. Because yeah, again, I'm still I'm still just doing my my terrible pie chart um, and trying to again just better understand what people people love the most. So let us know for sure on that. You can bloody say hello to us on Facebook or page in a group, um, Classic Gamers Guild on Facebook, and you could also say say hi to us on Twitter. You know, if you want to uh, at. CGG podcast. 
And um, <laughs> my goddamn notes half won't open, so I don't know what to say next. <laughs> uh, here, here it comes. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so say hello to Anna on Twitter at CGG Podcast. Say hello to me on Twitter at Phantom Fellows. Uh, we're on Instagram at CGG Podcast. Uh, send us an email. That'd be that'd be fun. Uh, send us we email. Like that, uh, we even read them out. See earlier in this episode. Yeah, exactly. And thank you, Robin, again for your email. Um, we really appreciate it, mate. And we're definitely going to be keeping a bloody mind on doing a, a whole episode on that for, for more plot-based things. But anyway, uh, send us an email, mail at classicgamersguild.com. Um, thank you very much to all of our Patreons. We really appreciate you guys. Um, I don't know. We have some stuff we need to get out to you, but also it's like a little lewd, so maybe we shouldn't. You know we were talking about earlier? Like it was funny, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know, you know. Like that. I mean, not us, us. Anna's very happily married to James, who's just the greatest guy ever. Um, I'm not sure who's a better goaltender, him or I. Probably probably him. I think he wants it more. <laughs> anyway, fucking point is to thank our Patreons. That was actually somehow the point, it turns out. So thank you, guys. We love you. We're also on Patreon. Um, yeah. Wishlist our adventure mm-hmm. game. Phantom Pillows. Mm-hmm. It's on Steam. It's on mm-hmm. Fireflower. I hope it's on GOG one day. And if it's not, then I'll be like, good, I never wanted it on there anyway. So, uh, but check us out phantomfellows.com or just those words, but in Steam. And that's it. So, that's that should have been the ending to this this whole thing. If I could go back three years from now, instead of saying don't do a murder, not knowing that would somehow stick for some reason, I would have just ended it with a good old-fashioned, so. Don't do a murder.